Hi, and welcome back to the Business Tech Connect podcast. Today's podcast, we're going to focus on helping business owners and entrepreneurs improve their brand in a digital world. Specifically, we're going to talk about how technology has changed the landscape of branding, the importance of having a brand development framework, and we're going to wrap up with showing how to take advantage of technology to increase the quality of your audience and business profitability. Today's special guest is David Yard from Sevenality. He's a brand experience consultant and is often labeled as a creative dark knight, aka Batman. And he's connected or passionate about connecting the dots within the world of design and branding. Hey David, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you having me. Definitely, man. I'm so glad you were able to find us. I know I've been posting it on social media everywhere, so it's really cool that some new businesses are finding that post. Uh, if you guys want to be on the podcast, uh, look for our links online. Go to SalveYourIT.com. We'll have a link for that as well, or we can send you an email if you message us directly. So without further ado, uh, I guess the first thing I want to ask is, I love the business name, Sevenality. Really cool, really interesting. So just tell me the story behind how you and your team came up with that business name. So that one is actually pretty simple. I have a fascination with the number seven and also a fascination with the story of creation. And so every day something intentional was done to create a self-sustaining ecosystem. And that's essentially what we try to do for brands is be able to give them all the tools, resources, culture, strategy that they need to be self-sustaining and enjoy the process along the way. That's really cool. I love that. I love that. And I guess tell us uh, just a little bit about yourself and, and about what Sevenality does. Yeah, so Sevenality started back when I was actually working for corporate doing you know Fortune 500 and up type company projects. And we realized that smaller and more medium-sized businesses were not really efficient when it came to setting up their processes, um, having the right, you know, even simple things like brand guidelines in place. And uh, it started actually during our last recession where a lot of people were having a lot of hard times figuring out how to differentiate themselves, how to keep going in the midst of something that took a lot of business owners out, both seasoned and new. And so for us, it was more like, how do we breathe a breath of life into this area? How do we do something a little bit different um, and give people the tools that they need to actually succeed? And so, uh, yeah, Sevenality was born. We started out doing very simple branding projects, um, you know, your identity, your website. And then after a while, it got a little bit deeper where we realized the culture needed to also be branded. because employees, whether or not, or even people that you're working with, they look at that and they say, oh, they seem to be doing something cool on the inside that I want to be a part of. And so that essentially was how Sevenality was born. Very cool. And what do you think has been like the coolest project or the coolest thing that you guys have done in the last in the last year that you would like to... Wow. There's, I guess the most, maybe the most fun that you can there's think There's a lot. Like I, we have a very simple criteria for how we put together um, our company. So it has to be, of course, profitable. It has to be fun. And it has to drive impact wherever we're doing it. And um, a lot of the projects that we've done, I would say in the past year, if I had to pick out one, it would be helping one of our original clients from probably like eight, nine years ago um, rebrand themselves because they're growing. And it's a daycare facility, uh, actually daycare and educational facility, that went from you know your standard daycare stuff to early elementary um, childcare, and now branching into middle and high school. And so they're estimated for the next year to probably bring in about six hundred children. 
Wow. And if you think about impact, which is like one of our core pillars, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing to see that happen over so so many years, really. Oh, it's an interesting. <laughs> That's crazy because I work with a private school and I've seen them grow over the last two years too. Um, and it, they're still in Pensacola, but they've they've kind of grown past to the point now. We just set up a brand new second campus for them, uh, just to, for another you know hundred plus kids. So, yeah, seeing that growth over time is kind of rewarding for our businesses. I think it feels surreal sometimes where you're like, wow, like up until this point, maybe two hundred, three fifty kids each and every year. Um, were being impacted by the work that we did and so you look at that and when those kids grow up and start their careers in you know 15 20 years time that's something you really can't even measure from a branding standpoint you're just like that's cool that's something that i'm glad we had a part in definitely and i guess so talking a little bit more about like the branding side of things um what type of ways would you say like that your business is taking advantage of technology in regards to branding for businesses? Um, Making it more simple. There are a lot of tools, a lot of ways that you can get things done. There are a lot of consultants and coaches that are giving advice that kind of only consult themselves. And so for us, it's really looking at what's available for technology. Where are you with your understanding of it in your business? And where are you trying to go? And so a lot of times it may be something as simple as organizing all the information so your employees can find it in a very easy way. Um, Introducing things like documentation, um, automation, for instance, right? Those are very important now where anyone can build a website. But can everyone build an experience? And so when you look at, I guess we're going into that experience economy now where, you know, everybody's looking at, oh, well, I had a good time doing this, or I had a good uh, experience with this company. Um, How do you take technology and not make it take over everything, but be like a seamless layer that's a part of everything that's going on? And so, uh, yeah, that's really what it is, just making it simple, making it human, really and truly. Yeah, and I think that's a big fear for businesses, for uh, employees, for people growing up now, is that automation, that word scares people away. I feel like some people think of Terminator in a sense. Yes. <laughs> They're like, you know, AI is going to take over the world and everything like that. But I think people, uh, businesses especially, should look at automation as a tool to help facilitate, to increase employees' happiness, to increase customer attention, mm-hmm. to build awareness of your brand easier in a day where it's it's hard to reach the amount of people that you try to reach if you just, you know, put out one or two things a day. But building your business out with the thought of automation in mind, I think, will make you successful going forward. So, um, and I guess one of the things that stood out from your from your company, your website, and everything was your your brand development framework. So, could you like tell us a little bit about that, how you utilize it, and then how you, for your, both your clients and your internal business? Yeah. So, our lovable brand framework or minimum lovable brands was kind of created as a puzzle piece to work alongside lead start or lean startup um, and really just introduce something that's a standardized way of approaching branding. Um, a lot of people have tips, tricks, hacks and all these things but very few of them look at that bridge between the personal and the business. And so for us it was what is the lovable core that a person operates by? Um, what is the community or what are the communities that they are you know members of? 
And then also, how does that impact the uh, industries that they operate in? And so if you have all three of those things aligned, it actually produces magic where innovation rises, you reduce burnout within your creative team or anyone within your company, really, and uh, you find ways to really build something that means something. Yeah. Um, and so it started probably 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, actually, when we first started. We're like, well, what are the things that we're running into issues with? And so we started studying things from you know the sociology side, the psychology side, um, civic people doing things in their community, and what was the thing that made people love those community leaders um, and stand behind them to do different initiatives? And then uh, about four or five years ago, we did our first presentation uh, about it at the UCF Business Incubator. Um, and from there, just continually working on it, and it's now a full-scale curriculum that we can employ. Uh, we could pull different modules out, um, things for diversity and inclusion, um, things around being innovative with being ethical at the same time, which is a big issue nowadays, and uh, just how do you be human throughout the whole branding process, where a lot of times you're doing things to become a persona instead of being who you are. And um, it's really great because it allows us to address a lot of the educational problems around branding and how it relates to a person's company. Um, and then also it has now grown into something where it's essentially its own product line where we can you know, independently do talks, workshops, um, resell courses and all those good fun things with it. And yeah, I'm really proud of that one because it was more than just uh, me working on it. It was a lot of people who really believe in community. A lot of people here in Central Florida who, you know, been named influencers, um, working with colleges and all that kind of stuff where it was like, we want to see this be something beyond just another framework or tool that you're selling to become famous, but something that we can utilize to actually bring a sense of empathy to the whole creative and technology process. And, and what would you say would be a good success story out of that that you've sort of experienced? There are quite a few, um, especially this year we found uh, everything from like fitness trainers to venture capitalists okay. who have been able to find joy in what they're doing, um, be able to work on their business, not in it, and feel drained, um, and also be able to showcase parts of their industry that have kind of historically been a black box to most people. It's like, oh, I have no idea how this relates to me. And so those little things that have come together, um, I don't know, even down to the local AIGA, which is the American Institute of Graphic Artists, uh, we did a workshop with about four nonprofits uh, about three or four months ago uh, at the time of this. And it was like, wow, seeing what they were able to do in just two months after that workshop, you know, everything from rebranding, organizing company culture, um, and one of them was the uh, One Orlando Foundation, and they were able to do a lot of things when it comes to the LGBTQIA plus community. And so it was like, wow, seeing something like that have its own impact and not need to necessarily say, oh, I did that, feels good. Um, and it plays into this whole Batman thing that I enjoy doing, being behind the Ooh, scenes. I read about that. That is a really cool, yeah. cool name to have attached to you. It is. As a matter of fact, uh, on my jacket, there's like a little Batman logo in the back where like most people don't ever realize it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's right in the, you may see oh. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. 
That's cool. um, (laughs) And of course, you know, the Batman tattoo and all that good stuff. But it actually started out as a joke where I was like, hey, change my name and your phone to Batman. And my friends actually did it. They actually did that with Bruce. (laughs) And uh, I was like, wow, this is hilarious. But um, it came from just, I wanted to be behind the scenes empowering those creatives and people doing their thing. Um, And I don't necessarily love the limelight. But if the situation calls for it, I'll be there. But I'd much rather someone who is really passionate about what they do in their space sharing that instead of me sharing that for them. Um, And then, of course, it came from me always working late at night. So, yeah, it was was pretty funny. (laughs) I love that. It's funny. They they need to put your name as Bruce during the day, but at night, only only call you Batman. Yep. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Um, that's probably the most unique uh, unique thing. I love the jacket, by the way. We're going to take a picture of that later and show everyone. Um, <laughs> so I guess, so going into like uh, a little bit how the branding industry has changed. Obviously, before, uh, I think it was uh, probably focused more on, you know, TV images, direct sales, things like that. How would you say that business te- or branding has changed in regards to how technology is advanced what branding needs to be now and what do you think are some of the ways that businesses can brand themselves in 2020 and beyond so the first part i definitely say technology has made it easier to create content uh, to connect to people Um, and at the same time it's also made it easier to lose a sense of you as a human being especially when it comes to ethics Um, We see Facebook in hot water pretty much every day. We see Google, we have, you know, the Microsoft antitrust cases of yesteryear. Um, And I don't think we really learned a lot from those things. And now as we go into an age where influence starts at a much younger age with, you know, gamers having careers from eight, nine years old, there are things that we realize that we actually have to pass on more from just a generational sense of, you know, older generation, our current generation, and the one coming after, that makes branding a little bit more forefront. Um, And if you look at it, branding was always looked at as a corporation. Like, oh, I have to be this way, I have to say that it's a team of we, even if it's just me doing these things. But over the years, it's brought that sense of being a lot more authentic with what you do, and not engineered authenticity where it's like oh if I post this thing to make people you know cry then I'm scoring points but it's a lot more of that here's who I am online here's who I am offline like those two worlds should essentially be seamless because what you do offline essentially is what you tend to share or represent or do anything online And so going into 2020, you know, everybody's really hype and excited. It's like a huge year with a lot of major anniversaries. Um, I think that the one thing that we should really look at is being clear on who we are, what we're about, and also applying heavy doses of empathy to that entire process. And especially when it comes to empathy, I think a lot of people confuse that with sympathy, where it's like, oh, I feel sorry for you. Like empathy means I really don't have to like you but it means that we have a common problem and we're actually going to work together to solve this problem with our skills despite what our differences may be but at the same time we are going to take that extra step into understanding where everyone comes from making sure they feel included uh, make sure that they belong and of course all the voices and perspectives at that table or in that room are diverse 
Um, so yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like if there's one thing companies should focus on when it comes to branding and brand strategy is be a little bit more empathetic when you're doing your content strategy, when you're rolling out that new feature. Um, and especially when you're dealing with the people who are building the things that make your company run. Um, they have lives, they have goals, they have dreams, just like you. And uh, you know, the company that I've worked with back in my corporate years, the ones that had empathy, we were way more willing to work longer hours than those that didn't. Like, there's a huge difference. Definitely, and building that culture within your business. I mean, it's it's important. I've I've worked for different companies, uh, for a university, for a you know car dealership doing their their technology, for a for a flight academy. So I've seen like big, big, large, big, big scale things, and each one. I think the most important thing was about that culture and and following that. Uh, I guess for your business specifically, what are you guys gonna do? to get pumped, to get ready, to, to increase your guys' business in 2020? So, I'm not going to give too much away, Okay. Um, but we are pretty pumped already because a lot of the things that we were really planning for 2020, we kind of accelerated those into 2019. Um, but one of the biggest things really and truly is taking our branding framework and deploying it into bigger environments where you know right now we're really going for that social and economic impact where here's a company here's a cool thing that they're doing um, how can we make them a staple in their community how can we make them something that people love because we're in that zone where people are like oh it's been about a decade a little more since our last recession it's gonna happen again I mean there's a good chance but one big thing is are you willing to differentiate yourself in a way that actually makes people want to stick around and support you when those times dip down? And so for us, um, taking a lot of that and really dispersing it into our own investment funds, um, our own you know community projects and meetup groups and things of that nature. So a lot more events, um, a lot more things like this where we're doing podcast interviews and talking with people about things that you know affect their business and then of course introducing the world to some of the cool creatives that we've worked with and admire and some of our friends that actually influence the industry um, that they may not know so that they can actually have an idea of like wow this is what actually happens in the creative world it's not just pushing pixels or you know dragging and dropping like, I wish our job was dragging and dropping things. It would make things so much easier. IT world, dude, that would be nice. <laughs> right? But, you know, someone has to build that thing that you can drag and drop to make your life easier. So we want to empower those people to do more of that stuff. Definitely. And one thing I wanted to circle back to you just before we wrap up was, I know we're talking a little bit about automation and keeping yourself a human being. Um do you have, for, for a small business owner or a medium-sized business owner or an entrepreneur who's looking to start their business, especially on a one-person scale, do you have any advice for them as to how, besides just not saying we and stuff like that, that they can sort of make content at scale and still be that, that human that, that, that they want to be in both online and offline? I love that question. Um, and definitely, I think... That's one of the biggest things that I love about our framework is it enables content at scale. Where if you look at it, there's usually one epic piece, and this kind of touches on the whole agile where you have your epic, your story, and all those kind of things. 
most people aren't familiar with that process, but there's generally that one big epic moment that you find so many different ways to share. Whether it's like, oh, this birthday party that I went to, or I went out to this event, and then you're sharing pictures, you're sharing video, you're telling stories, and um, you're remembering all the different things that happened. And a lot of it is approaching it from the mindset of documenting <laughs> versus creating. Like, when we look at things from creating, it's like, oh, this is, you know, that blank page that I have to fill, or a thing that I have to start. But when you're documenting, you're already capturing things in progress. And you're looking at it and saying, oh, well, how can I share this to help somebody else or share the lesson that I've learned? And so it becomes a whole lot easier when you're like, all right, I'm just documenting things and, you know, I'm sharing the stuff out of that. But I'm focusing on what is the main piece that I can utilize. Um, and of course, if you have a plan, content strategy helps in this. You're able to say, all right, well, I've documented like these 30 different things this is what I planned out, let me just pull some pieces and, you know, smash them, create little Facebook stuff, little YouTube pieces, you have audio, you have your ads, all these different things from it, and it feels a lot more organic, authentic, um, it doesn't feel forced. Yeah. And I think a lot of content now where people are like, oh, I want my content to go viral, it's because it feels forced. But if you look at the things that generally do go viral or the things that people just generally documented in, <laughs> you know, the snapshot of what was happening and you're like, oh, wow, I can't believe that went viral. Like, or I can't, I can't believe that happened. But no, right? it actually did because they were yeah. sitting there doing that. And then the, people yeah. share it because it's like, do you believe this actually happened? And you're like, no. And it, like cat videos. It's the <laughs> best example of documentation ever. Oh, my cat or my dog is doing something really cute. I want to share it with the world. And then you get that little warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Like for me lately, it's cats playing in the snow. And it's like, huh, I didn't even know cats like snow like that. But hey, that's a pretty <laughs> cool, right? And so, yeah, it's, it's that opportunity to learn. Um, meme culture is pretty much the same way, where people are documenting a feeling around a TV show character, like right now it's Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. Like that thing is really cute. Yep. And you look at where Yoda eventually ends up and you're like, all right, Yoda's cool and all, but Baby Yoda, yeah, He right? took it to a whole new level. And yeah, and you know, it's, it's one of those that he's applied to different memes, like different stages of life. Uh, like when I was six years old and waiting my mom to end her conversation and you see that little Baby Yoda eye looking at you and you're like, Wow, and so many people relate to these things because we all share those emotions. We hope, we dream, we love, we feel pain, you know, we have ambitions. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see like very low tech things give a very high impact in the end. All because you're documenting versus creating. Definitely. And I'll, and I'll add one last thing on top of that it's, it's don't be afraid of, of judgment or. Don't be afraid of yes. people's opinions. Just do what you love, be passionate about it, and know at the end of the day that you're doing it for you and not for other people. And I think combining that with what you said will create the best possible content. Uh, people are gonna judge you. They're always gonna have an opinion about what you do. Um, but if Michelangelo took into account everybody else's opinions, would we have all the great works? Would Shakespeare have all the great works if we, you know, if he sat around listening to everybody's opinion, sending out polls, do you like this? Do you not? And he's just like, you know what? I'm feeling this right now. I'm gonna do and it. I'm going to drop this right here, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, those are the beautiful things I enjoy about being a creative and working in this industry. Definitely, man. Well, 
that that's kind of it. That's what we have for today. So, David, thank you so much for you know coming on the Business Tech Connect podcast. Appreciate I appreciate you. you taking your time out, sitting with us, and sharing some really valuable info that I think a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, people thinking that are getting into business or established businesses that are looking to build their brand, uh, definitely reach out to Sevenality. They they really really seem like they know what they're doing. They have a really good insight. Um, so if you guys have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us at info at silverit.com. You can also check out our website or you follow us on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Twi- TikTok, and LinkedIn. So that's about just about everything. So we post content on every single thing, uh, every single social media outlet every day. Uh, have a great week. Please share, like, and review the podcast if you enjoyed it, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.